I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. And hello, everybody. Welcome back to Young Influentials Podcast. I'm Colin Daniels. And today, I know I say this all the time, but you guys are in for a treat. Today, I'm sitting down with Christian Brown, who is the CMO of Gluey, which is a cool platform that brings brands and creators together to do partnerships. And you all, we're breaking down the creator economy, how to be authentic on social media, and just what partnerships make sense and some of our favorite ones and tips for creators wanting to break out and work with brands. So if you love creators, if you love social media, if you just want to just sit down and just talk and listen to us talk about social media and our love for creating content, then this episode for you. So sit back, grab your snack, your morning coffee, whatever. And let's get into today's episode. Christian, thank you so much for joining us today. Yes, Colin. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so the first question we like to ask all of our guests whenever they join is, what does the term young influentials mean to you? Wow. Well, it definitely means that we're starting this out very immediately. <laughs> young influentials. It's a fantastic question. I think that it breaks up into two parts, right? It's the young and the influential. Um, so what does it mean to be young? I think that that is a more theoretical question and like on the greater scheme of things. And I think that being young can come in many forms, right? Like my mother, my grandmother, they, to me, act young sometimes. I myself act too young sometimes. I think <laughs> you're really acting your age in some rooms that we're like trying to be a little bit older in. Um, so being young is a mindset. Being young is a morale. It is a form of thinking and it's, it's being your true self and it's being what you grew up as. And I think that your younger days as, you know, child, middle school, high school, those really act to define you in which, you know, they amazingly did so for myself. And, and it's a mindset that you can go in and, and kind of release and, and think outside the box as you once did as a fun kid, whether it's at summer camp or playing with paint or anything like that. And then influential is the other side of the coin is like, what is your 
ability to influence others, whether it's on social media, whether it's in real life. If you go to the coffee shop and someone like is kind of thinking like, oh, I don't know what I want to get. You know what I say? Well, I get a cold brew with two cream, two sugar, and it's my favorite thing here. So if you like that, <laughs> you'd like this. Um, and so even in myself in so many ways, whether like we're trying to influence team members at the Gluey organization or influence people on what shoes they should buy because of why we like them. Um, being influential is also, it's just a persuasion tool and it's a way that you can communicate through written or verbal communication why someone should change their behavior based on what you think. So a young influential is one who can think with a young mindset, who can act with a young, ambitious, entrepreneurial, fun, innovative mindset, and also have influence while doing so. And speaking of cold brew, I had it for, I feel like the first time I, I'm not a cold brew person. Like I usually just do like hot coffee. I don't care, like hot, cold, whatever. Um, I had cold brew for the first time yesterday, I'm going to say. Okay, I get I get the hype now. Like I thought all of you were just like cold brew, cold brew, but I get the hype now. Like it actually is good. Yeah. <laughs> Dead. Cold brew is great. Um I've been a cold brew guy for quite some time now. And it's one of my favorite parts of my morning is going to the coffee shop. A because I get to say hello to everyone, and B because I love cold brew. We have cold brew soon to be on tap at the office here, which is really, really cool. Okay, I'm definitely coming to visit now with that with that incentive. <laughs> um, okay, can you far, uh, next going into? Can you explain kind of like what your role is at Gluey? Like what uh, what is your title and like what is your role at the company? Yeah, great question. So um, I am the chief marketing officer here at Gluey, and Gluey high level for anyone that may be curious now is an exclusive creator marketplace. Um, for brands and creators to connect, collaborate, and execute paid social media brand deals. So there's two sides to the coin there. We have our brand users and we have our creator users. Our creator users are anybody with anywhere from 25,000 or more followers, solid engagement rate and professionalism. Creators download and apply to be a part of our community. If accepted and vetted through, they come on, authenticate their accounts, and they're in the creator community. Brand side, it's any brand individual and or organization member that wants to get on, activate creator marketing, enhance their influencer marketing, and drive home the concept of expanding a social media reach. So here at Gluey, um, I'm on, you know, my friends and I are all members of the founding team. We started this from the, yeah, from the notebook on. And so I'm the chief marketing officer, as I've been since since the sticky note and stuff. And my role here is to just enhance our user base, to grow the brand identity of Gluey, to tell the story of what we're doing to solve for the pain points on the creator side, on the brand side, and to enhance the overall identity and tone of who we are and what we represent. Okay, like you guys just got it going on, but we're gonna we're gonna dive into that a little bit later on. But I want to first dive into a lot of times whenever people have create businesses or whatever, their families are like, "Oh, I knew little Johnny was gonna be an innovator because he loves playing those drumsticks in the kitchen," or Susie loves singing, and so I just knew she would start a record label. Like, was there something that, uh, like, as a kid growing up, that uh, like kind of uh, leaned towards that creative? Um, aspect like was there something that you did that was like really creative uh yeah definitely that I think that what it really was is like I'm naturally really loud and my mom used to be like hey I think something's wrong with your ears and because like, I just like am so loud naturally everyone will tell you anyone in real life including my mother for sure um, and I think that that just led me to be very social and I was an only child and so I was always like I need friends uh I need to do fun stuff and I was very into creativity which led me into um, photography, and then that turned into Photoshop, which turned into graphic design and design. And I loved, I'm super into clothes and the whole industry there. And so like, ex 
being able to express myself in unique ways. I started my own brand when I was in high school. I started multiple different e-com stores. Um, and, you know, I was always just like, hey, look, like I can go out and I can do this and I can do that. There was never a barrier that was put up in my world that I couldn't do because I was an only child. So it's like I could do whatever I wanted. You know, that was my thing. And so like I just transferred that into like and utilize ambition and obviously a loud voice and a social personality. And I was like, hey, I want to do this. I want to do that. I want to meet these people. I want to go here. And it was like, okay, well, I have to do something that could I can monetize. Therefore, I have the funds readily accessible to do so. Um, and that led me to many, many different like e-com stores, different social media initiatives and, and things are along my life that have gotten me to this point. And like as doing this, was there something that you studied like in school that like helped kind of like fine tune those like the entrepreneur skills and everything? Like did you study business or? So from um, like a younger age, right, like high school era, there was like I was really focused on like in the arts and stuff. And although I did like sports and I did like leadership, I was the class president of my sophomore year of high school, which I thought that was really fun. Um, <laughs> in high school, I had self-taught myself Photoshop and I really loved that. I loved being on Tumblr. And I thought that like Tumblr edits were so, so cool. So that like, I need to be the, the Photoshop master, which I self-proclaimed am today. And so <laughs> like I was really, really into Photoshop, which led me into social media, which led me onto Instagram with edits. And I just used like a lot of the skills that I was using through creating content content to publish it across social and that allowed me to join the business program in high school where I wrote multiple like 30 page business plans um, kudos to my amazing statistics and business uh, teacher professors from high school that were like my initial big leaders into the industry and yeah I was able to join a program called Deco which I learned how to create a business craft a business execute on business plans and I had a really good time learning and growing and then uh, in college I went to DePaul University in Chicago where I studied um, PR advertising and digital marketing which is everything I ever wanted and more and that education I was just enthralled in like head over heels I had so much fun I loved it so so much I got to literally learn during the day implement at night across all of the things we were doing whether it was me and my friend group that had different online stores or like me and my roommates that ran different brands and stuff like we just had a lot of fun implementing what we learned and that's what I've always been you know a big advocate of growing up is like learn something implement it whether you're learning it in school implement it in real life whether you learn it in real life implement it on wherever you may go so it was an accumulation of everything to answer your original question you know that's really cool like i feel like that was one thing that i really learned like uh i didn't major in advertising or marketing because we didn't have that at my time but i feel like one of the things that is always helpful for people to know is that whatever you're background is like communicate whether it's communications or art history there's always something that you can apply those skills into across different things and i feel like a lot of times people get bogged down there like oh i can't go into being a sports agent because i was an art history major or i can't go into being a um, a lawyer because like i have this phd and it's like whatever you study there's skills in there that are transferable across and i feel like it's just have it being able to tap into that and know like okay i learned um organizing where i learned uh this or that i this is something that i have to use in life in general versus like calculus or something that doesn't apply and i think that there's something telling about like being young and influential in there too it's like if you can influence you know you have to influence yourself Right. Like there were many times where I was like, oh, my gosh, like I'm doing this or I'm doing that or like, wow, look at that big goal we have. Like whether it's me individually or like family oriented or team oriented or company business, anything, it's like, wow, that might be a North Star and it might be like really hard to get to. But at the end of the day, you have to sit there and be like, yeah, but I can do this. You know, I, I look at I, I can look at a goal and be like, OK, well, I have to do A, B, C, D, E, D, F, G to get there. But it's like 
I'm going to at least start at A and then I made it to B. So you have to influence yourself that like you can get there. You know, I don't think that anyone should pigeonhole themselves based on an education or a skill set or anything. You can do whatever you want. If you want to go work at JP Morgan, go be an accountant or a stock trader, you can do that. You're going to have to learn a little bit and you're going to have to like put yourself out there. If you want to go work in art history, you can do that. If you want to work in a magazine, call Adweek. You know, like you can get your door in many other ways. You just have to like quite literally going back to why we're here, influence yourself and tell your younger self, hey, I can do this. Like I wanted to do this once in the, like once upon a time. So why would I lose faith in that now that I got older outside of that young idea? Influence your younger self and let that inspiration be that internal fire that's going to bring you up and get you to a place where you can just walk in the door like, yeah, I'm going to do this. Because that's really, that's really important for life. And I feel like you touched on a really important thing, like just that hunger to learn. And I feel like a lot of times people see celebrities or whatever and think that stuff just like happens overnight. But there's so much that goes on behind the scenes yeah. of like how you get to that point. So I remember uh, a lot of times like I'll post something and people would be like, oh, like, that's so cool. Like you get to be here, you get to do there, you're meeting such and such. Or, oh, like I love such and such celebrity because like they're always just traveling and doing something. It's like you guys are seeing the highlights and to get to that point, anybody can do it, but it's like you have to be willing to do the time. And I feel like that people are like, oh, I want to do that. But gosh, that's like a lot of reading or oh, I don't feel like. Um, having to like do learn learn this new skill or do that skill or take the time or uh like i have to it takes five years to build an audience like that i don't want to do that i want an audience like that and it's like um no that's not how it works (laughs) you gotta like put in the time and social media is a good one of this it's like yeah there's appearance right and there's the highlight reel exactly like you touched on there's a lot of lows for every high you know there's not a single person that can't say that anyone that succeeded in anything um has been through a lot of ups and downs. And I think that that's really important to social. You don't typically see that maybe with TikTok and, and getting a little more into the reality of people's lives, which we, we could touch on later. It's like, yeah, you can see people's lows, but people always like, oh, you guys did this, you guys did that. And it's like, yeah, but we also had to go through all this stuff to get here and it was so much work. And like, it's not, I don't look at things like, oh, I'm so proud to be here. It's like, I'm proud that we got through it. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm so proud of like myself, my friends, my family, my group, everyone around me. I'm just so proud that like as in unity, we all together like got to the points where we're at. And I think there's so much value there. And it's like, there's so much beauty in the struggle that I think gets a little diluted on social because it's like, oh my God, look at so-and-so doing this and that. And they're with so-and-so and all this. And it's like, yeah, but you had to work to get there. Every single person online put in the hours. Everyone you look up to put in the work. Very little handouts exist in this world, although people may think so. A lot of it is just self-determinism and being influential towards yourself and towards others. Yeah, and I feel like <clears throat> a good thing you touched on is like seeing that highlight reel. And like, I feel like one thing that TikTok has done and really exposed, like, of how a lot of times people are like, "Oh, an artist just like right." Because my for you page is mostly uh, upcoming artists, and the other half of it is Taylor Swift fan theories, which I fall for every time. But that is another episode. Um, but I feel like what I really like is there's a lot of artists who are showing like, "Hey, like." to release this tracker my uh this is like what actually goes into um like i was listening to a voice note this morning that lizzo was talking about saying how she wrote over a hundred songs for this uh upcoming album that she's about to drop and how she spent three years on it and a lot of times we think oh artists just like you know write songs and then just like pick 12 like they put 12 songs in there it goes but it's like there's so much work and i feel like platforms like tiktok and a few others are showing that it, stuff doesn't happen overnight, that there's a long winding process, especially like for artists trying to get signed or for projects to come about. Like it's not just a, oh, oop, there goes the poster. Oh, here it is. Like, no, there's 
work that goes behind it and you're going to get tired and you're not going to want to feel like doing it. But it's like what you said, that influence and that drive and that fire you have to build up to make you want to continue going on. Yeah. And I think even beyond that, I think what's so important to realize is team. Team is a big one. Every single individual that everyone looks up to in the music industry, in creative, in art, in social, in tech, in entrepreneurship, there's a team behind everything. Every poster you see, there's a copywriter, there's a creative, there's someone that printed it, there's someone that put it up, there's an at home media buyer. There's so many integral pieces of every puzzle that a lot of times you don't see on the surface. And that's what I love to value. And I learned this a lot at school was working immensely in group projects is that like every single organization comes with teamwork. And I think that comes with leadership and that comes with people doing the work. And I think all of that is admirable in so many ways. Cause like, yeah, Lizzo is Lizzo. Lizzo puts in so much work. Lizzo has such a fantastic team around her that's bringing her on this global PR tour and doing all this fun stuff and making it so that Lizzo has the ability to be herself and to promote what she wants to promote and allow her not be pigeonholed by a label or by like someone's, you know, digital media literacy that wants to tell Lizzo what she can say and not like, it's having a good team around you. And I think that a lot of times people just see, going back to what we mentioned, the highlight reel. The mm-hmm. highlight reel is made up of team. It's made up of experience. It's made up of intuitive thinking and photography and you know being able to like capture a moment and then tell a story, right? Like behind every Instagram post is about 500 other outtakes that didn't get favorited and uploaded, you know? Like, <laughs> and there's a team you know, on a major scale um, when, it, when it comes to like management or any of that big stuff and when there's monetization involved, yeah, team looks at that. A team approves it. You know, a lot of people go into making what the consumers, what the everyday individual consuming content on social sees and consumes. So I think team is a big one too. And I'm, I'm so inspired by team. And like speaking of team, like I feel like you're really good with like connecting and working with people. And you like before you started Glue Way, I feel like you started off like growing your own like inf- like platform and like growing an audience. Like how did that come about? Was there like something that you were like seeking after? Because I feel like a lot of time marketers and brands, that's like their main focus of like how to grow a community, how to grow a brand and like how to network and do it in an organic way. And I feel like nowadays there's a lot of factors like algorithms and stuff and of how to get, but I feel like when you were getting a, started with your like influential like with your platforms and social handles was around the time where organically it could be done in networking so like how did was did you have like a specific strategy with like how you grew and connected and started community like on your own platforms yeah fantastic question and and this brings back in the timeline to the high school days and growing up in a small massachusetts town um like i said like I, I had mentioned, I, I was into photography, into creative, into graphic, into design, right? Like loved Photoshop all night long, um, got into fashion, loved that, loved streetwear, loved this, loved that. What I was able to do is look around myself at school and be like, okay, well, like me during the day is me. You know, it's like it's Chris at school in whatever role I played, whatever hat I wore. Though at night, it's like, oh, I can be this whole other creative individual. And so for me, it was like, how do I merge my personal life, personal tone, personal brand, personal identity with who I wanted to be? And so social was the vehicle for that. First, I started on Tumblr, transitioned to Instagram. And through Instagram, I was like, whoa, you know, that was like, it was a huge, like almost hindering pain point of mine where it's like, I want to meet friends like myself. And so I instantly just took to Instagram. I looked around, I like just looked at other schools that were in our area. And I was like, okay, at other schools, what kids do social media? Okay, I made a few friends at this school and then made a few friends here. And then I was able to like make a lot of friends in the Boston area. And then I was like, oh, this is really cool. You know, I can use Instagram as a vehicle to meet new people. And so every time I meet someone, follow them, post photos with them, like, you know, just kind of share different identities and stories and stuff. And then that led us to New York, which was fantastic. So we got to go meet a lot of the kids we knew on Instagram in New York. We'd take the bus there. 
uh, or like the train was like forty dollars, right? And you just sit on the train. <laughs> we get to the city, we'd like I'd be DMing kids, like, let me sleep on your couch, let me do this, let me do like let me stay with you. And we would just like go post up and meet kids in real life. Um, and we were like so young at the time. And then uh, I think I may have mentioned this in a story with you in the past, where it's like a lot of our friends in New York all knew a lot of kids in LA. And it's like, oh, LA sounds cool. LA is like, you know, like that's, it, it's Hollywood, right? And it always seems so far away, the direct other side of the country. Mm-hmm. And then out of nowhere, we're in dinner in New York and it's like, oh, all the kids were with her from LA and they're like, well, why don't you come hang out with us there? And I was like, yeah, you know, okay, cool. Let's do that. And so all it took was like a couple hundred dollars that I could just get through some of the econ businesses we were running. And now we're flying across the country. You know, our friends from Instagram pick us up at the airport. We go stay at people's houses. Now we're all over the place. And then it's like, okay, we can really use Instagram in particular as a vehicle and a means of networking and a means of introduction. And that was what was so fun. It's like, what can you do with the introduction? You can mend a relationship, you can continue a friendship, or you could grow something from scratch. And that's what we did. Like myself, my friend group, um, our whole entire circle, we did that on a national scale. And then my freshman year of college, I knew a bunch of kids in London. And I was like, hey, I want to come to London. Like, I would, that'd be so cool, right? Like, that would be really fun. And so I just flew out there with one kid from New York and one kid from LA. We went to London and we got one Airbnb. And then on our second night, I was just asking, hey, can I stay with you guys? Like, let's hang out. We're here for a week. And out of nowhere, we just built a friend group based on Instagram in London. We had all these friends. I went back time and time again. And like, I just always use Instagram as my one central location for like my Rolodex of friends. And it was just so fun because it's like it's like having friends in a contact book, but you can like see what everyone's doing. Instagram then implemented the feature where you can see followed by. And now it's like I can meet someone. I can still do this to this day where it's like I meet someone and it's like I can look at that. I know where they're from. I probably know what age bracket they're in based on the mutuals. And I instantly have something to talk to them about. Like, oh, I know so-and-so. Oh, I've done work with so-and-so. Like, oh, we did this together. Like, oh, fun times with so-and-so. It's just like a massive introduction service that I think is underestimated because people just want to use it as the highlight reel. People mm-hmm. just want to be like, I'm so cool. I'm on Instagram. I'm showing off my life. I'm on a private plane. <laughs> like, no, you know, post a, I post pictures with my grandmother. You know, it's like, I just want to be me and I just want to have fun. <laughs> That's, you know. That allowed me to go into a lot of the big creator spaces in LA years ago, which is where I met um, Dylan, founder of Gluey, and him and I were best friends. And it's like, we just met through that game. And we were just like, oh, word, you do Instagram stuff? I do Instagram stuff? I'll follow you on Instagram. I don't even need people's numbers. Never did, right? We just had Instagram DMs. And we'd be all over the place. And so that single vehicle allowed me, bringing it back to the small town Massachusetts, it allowed me to get out of there. Not that I needed like, oh, I need to escape here, right? But it allowed me to have the ability to see more than my small town and my local state or whatever. It allowed me to like see the big city. It allowed me to get on the plane flight to LA, which then brought me to London, right? I got to literally go international on this stuff. And I had a lot of fun doing it. And it, all it was at the end of the day was like me wanting to make friends because I'm just an only child and I love the internet. And I was like, word, <laughs> let's ride. And there was a lot of ups and a lot of downs. And I slept on a lot of couches and floors and like had a lot of fun doing it. I was like, high school to college, you know, not socioeconomically doing fantastic. And um, yeah, I had a lot of fun during those days. And that's what made me me. And that's what like gave me a hard shell and like, let it ride. And like, without if you remove the internet from all of this, or you remove social media, I have no clue what type of person I would be or like, what personality traits I would have, because a lot of them grew and molded through this era. And I feel like I feel like you touched on such a good, like an important thing, like, I feel like we're now getting back to that with like thanks to TikTok and stuff where I feel like all the content during the pandemic, well, the pandemic's still going on. Um, like when the pandemic started in March 2020, it was just about people like 
talking about like how they weren't feeling well and like just like being like raw and authentic and like keeping it hot, honest, open and transparent and just saying like, you know what, I'm struggling with this or um, I'm having anxiety just being indoors and people were like, hey, me too, me too. And I feel like you kind of got back into that when social media started of finding your people, finding your tribe, finding people that like agreed with you and could relate to you. Because um, I know I found so many um, who like through TikTok and through, because I feel like Instagram at the time we were all just were like, you know what, this is like you said, it's just a highlight reel, it's fake. But when TikTok started blowing up, we were all like, okay, like people are posting just talking about like what they did in their day, mini vlogs, talking about dealing with like mental health or um, other type things. People were able to be like, hey, me too, me too. And then kind of like what you said, just like DMing and being like, hey, me too. Like, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. this week. Let's come and let's do like a TikTok together and like do stuff like that. So yeah. it was like you're getting back to I feel like we're now having like a what's the term? Like, I guess like, a, like a yeah, something like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Where we're going back to that time where, like what you said, how social media is used to connect and like find community, find your tribe versus like just posting stuff and whatever. And it's like now, like I feel uh, me and my friends so much joking. We're saying like, "Hey, our for you pages are in sync and stuff." And and then with videos and stuff like that, we're able to be like, "Hey, are you going through like this too?" Because if that video showed up on your page, like yeah, yeah, yeah. you must be having a hard day too. So you want to talk about it? And I feel like that's been something that's really cool to see like how people are connecting. And I feel like people are now like not being like gatekeeping and stuff. They're like, Hey, like I struggle with this. And like this, I did it like DM me for like tips or Hey, like um, I'm going to be in Austin this week. Like DM me if you want to meet up or like go to these restaurants or go to that. Like I had, I went to a concert and like somebody was like, Hey, like I'm going to be there. Like if you know somebody who has an extra ticket, like DM me or like, Hey, like I'm going to be out at that place, like, let me know, like, if you need recommendations on, like, where to stay or whatever. And I feel like it's now becoming, bringing the world and making it smaller versus, I feel, back in, like, 2015, 16, where it was, like, getting heightened with, like, the influencer stuff. It was very, like, okay. Yeah, like, I'm... It had a theme to it. It had a a theme of lifestyle. And lifestyle came with travel. Travel came with, like, cool clothes and, like, good, like, looking good and looking fun and having fun. And, like, yeah, that's that was a tough lifestyle. Let's talk about this. Let, let's speak on this is exactly what you brought up, and I think there's a good word for it. It's the humanization aspect and factor of TikTok. Instagram years ago, going back to our main thesis of Highlight Reel, it was a way that you could go live your life, and when you want, you can pick and choose the best moments. Um, people love to edit stuff. People love to make themselves – Maybe they want to look better, which is totally fine. Express yourself however you want. Maybe they want to like only post the best, biggest, baddest, coolest places they go and not talk about the lows or any of that stuff. That is the static imagery of Instagram that we all grew up with. And then came carousels, which came photo dumps, which is so fun because now you can post 10 things in a row like photo dump. Here's everything. <laughs> like, and a lot of people are growing out of that Instagram shell of like, oh, I'm big macho, cool guy. And it's more mm-hmm. just like, here's my life. I'm actually real. And I think that that came a lot with TikTok and during the pandemic initiating is the human factor to it. TikTok is short form video. Right. Typically, you're not going to watch a video more than a minute on TikTok. And our attention span, I learned this at the Ad Week event in New York, is that you have 2.4 seconds to actually grab someone's attention on TikTok. And so with that in mind, it's like, how are you going to tell your story outside of just posting photos? You're going to do it with like your mannerisms and your tone and your voice inflections and how you talk and how you walk and how you act and who you're friends with. It gave a third degree to social media. Like 2D on Instagram, yeah, it's static, it's whatever, it's there and it's in the catalog and like the yearbook for life. 
No, on TikTok, it's literally like post as much as you want, say whatever you want. You're gonna start to throw. It's like being like kind of blindfolded and like trying to throw darts at a, a dartboard. One of them's gonna stick, and maybe that's what you just keep rocking with. Maybe that's what you make a hundred videos of. But it allowed for people to come out, even on the larger scale, like the celebrities and your large influencers and stuff. It allowed for them to come out and be like, hey guys, curtains open. I'm a real person. I struggle with stuff, you know. I'm 24 years old and everyone thinks I'm this like big, super, not me, but I'm saying <laughs> they think I'm this big, rich artist or musician and stuff. And they're like, I'm not, I'm, I'm now home in my parents' basement as many people were. And they're like, and yeah, everyone's world's flipped upside down. And I think that that was a very, though the times were very tough internationally on a global scale, I think that social media during that moment had a moment in time that it'll never have again at such capacity because all it was was welcoming. It was one harnessing environment for everyone on social to experience the same pains together. And TikTok was the vehicle of doing so. It was the medium, it was the format, it was the moment in time that everyone could get into one place and be like, yeah, this sucks. Because no one wanted to say it. Yeah. No one wanted it to go out and you couldn't really go to the grocery store and talk about it because like you had the mask on, you're not supposed to talk to people, but you could go home, sit in your bedroom. Like people have like seven monitors because everyone's playing video games and the LED lights at the time. <laughs> like you could get, jump on TikTok and be like, hey, I also am not having that much fun. I also don't have any more friends. Like anyone want to be my friend? And I thought that was cool. You know, I really, I got to watch that and I got to watch some of the younger generation, you know, the kids that were like 19, 20, 21. I was 22 at the time, but I got to see kids a little younger than me live in moments and, and these small micro doses of like friendship that you can get online. I started to see that happening more. And if you look at LA right now, like the social creator world of LA, it's always been in my eyes, like a high school, all of LA and the influencer world always felt like a high school. When I got there, like I felt younger. So like, oh, I'm like a sophomore, Jake Paul, Logan Paul, all them, they were like the seniors, right? Rice gum, mm -hmm. all them. And like what you get to see over time through social media and through LA, West Hollywood specific, you get to see these people level up and evolve and like graduate. And you get to see people try things like Lily Pons back in the day used to be oh, cool, I loved her, cool yeah. senior, right? She was like the older, cool senior that had the cool hair and everything. And like, was like the queen of like 1600 Vine, that huge apartment building. Everyone's like, oh, Lily Pons lives there. Um, and then she graduates and then she goes into corporate and she goes into like making real money and doing real business stuff. And then your next social media creator goes into the senior class, right? And like time and time again, now during the pandemic, you got to see Charlie, Addison, Dixie, they were the freshmen, sophomores coming in. You got to see the hype house coming in as the freshmen of the world. And then you got to see the classes evolve through the pandemic. And like the hype house came, they got really popular sophomore year in their eyes, right? They got the TV show on Netflix. It came out their junior year. They came, they burned, they fizzled. Now they're moving on to like big business stuff. And like they're soon to be graduating into like, you know, the next realm of social. And I think that to bring this all back is that all of that happened on a global scale, all from the bedrooms of every individual. And everyone got to watch it right here, right in front of them. And everyone got to have say in the conversation because like a system, like, a, you know, crypto, they talk about the DAOs and stuff and everyone's like, oh, everyone has their own mm -hmm. say in things. I feel like that's the same in social. It's like everyone can contribute to the success. That one day, that one time period, Taylor Renz wrote about it and I was so involved in it when like Charlie was getting like a million followers an hour and becoming oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Earth, everybody tuned into it because it's like, who is this person? Who is this person whose life is changing before all of our eyes? We all got to be a part of it, right? And I don't mean just like Charlie D'Amelio or Addison or any of them people. I kind of speak on all of the creators that came out of the TikTok generation via the pandemic. And it was just so cool to see like, wow, everyone's life is changing for the better. And we get to watch right in front of our eyes. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. And I feel like you touched on a good point. Like, I feel like what you said, I feel like brands and people pivoting uh, to TikTok and like figuring out like, well, we can't go into our offices and work. Like, how do we bring in, first of all, tap into another generation of buyers or shoppers or whatever, but also how do we keep ourselves like energ- um, energized and creative during this time? And I feel like what what was really cool is seeing like how brands and stuff were adapting and figuring out how to make TikTok or how to make videos or like kind of find stuff to kind of fill that creative void, but also keep their audiences engaged and then build that community. Like I know a lot of them uh, would do, um, what do you call it? Like those uh, like live stream classes, like li- I feel like live streaming classes and like the live shopping stuff and the auctions and all that was really cool. And um, I feel like a big important thing that a lot of brands were able to like learn and be okay with is like what we talked about earlier, like just like doing stuff and throwing stuff out there and trying it until it sticks. Cause I feel like one thing that a lot of them uh, would be like, Oh, how come this video where we're explaining like how we uh, created this new line of this collaboration with so-and-so got 1.2 million views. But this video where we're talking about like our brand mission and how we're planting a thousand trees and stuff only got like 500,000 or whatever. And I feel like the- <laughs> You actually have people in boardrooms, like on a larger marketing scale, right? Like in the real rooms where real budgets are decided. And they're like, wait, so why did the video of the girl doing a backflip do 7 million? But when our CEO talked about the mission statement, it got 200,000 views. It's like, this is wrong. TikTok must be out of here. Like, <laughs> out of here. And it's like, no, you're just like the video you posted was four minutes long and no one wanted to watch it. And then the video of like your new brand ambassador, creator marketer that knows how to create content. Of course, they hit it out of the ballpark. This is native to them. Let the creator have the voice of the brand. And, you know, that, and that, I've, that's happening on yeah. like every 
everyone in the TikTok in, in the massive business world and branding world, advertising world, everyone's scrambling to be like, how can I make TikTok cool? What can I do? How do I get TikTokers? How do I get my brand out there on TikTok? Why are we not cool in Gen Z? And it's like because you didn't hire a 24-year-old TikTok native creative to take your brand over, like the likes of Duolingo, or I know Toys R Us is crushing it right now. Look at the Chipotle's out there. Look at the big brands that looked at the game and said, wow, we need a native individual, a creator, a creative individual that does creative online why don't we just give them the reins here's the brand guideline here's the brand tone don't stray away from this right kind of put the blinders on and then just make content that relates to this and like every brand's crushing on tiktok if you look at the source of that it's going to be someone around our age that has that account that's like yep me and my team do this and i feel like you touched on a good thing like i feel like what a lot of times and a thing that i've talked about with other previous guests is is realizing that like you can't just make one piece of content and just like paste it to all platforms like you have to learn and adapt to it like what you said like some vid i feel like doing the short form video things taught people how to say whatever and keep it concise and keep it focused because i feel like when youtube was our big main uh like platform we were like oh i can make a four-hour video about like why we use organic vegan cheese for our burritos and it's like bro all you all it takes is a 15 second video where you're like you know we're trying to be sustainable and offer a, a dietary options for those with lactose and whatever allergies like or, it takes two or seconds even, even better you don't need the whole media house you don't need the four hour ad shop and, and the video creative and the premiere pro and, and the crazy lights camera action all you need is like you just grab a creator that fits your brand tone and identity you work with them on a one-off campaign to tell the story and that one brand advocate that piece of content you run that across social and you chop that up how you want and now you put a face to the brand oh my goodness you now did a 500 dollars campaign and you put marketing spend behind it right 500 for the ad creative and now you're off to the races because you relate to the end consumer because you used a familiar face, a creator, a trusted individual. You used that person to tell the story. Whoa, of course. <laughs> in the four hour, why we are who we are. Right? It's just intuitive. And I think no. people don't understand is like the value in, is nativity a word? I don't know. Like in yeah. native, you know. I think no, you but... just have to relate to your end user, whether that end user, if they want a four hour video, give it to them. I don't know who that is, but if you have a brand and you can give a four hour video, do so. If you can chop it up into 30 seconds, do so, you know, like keep it concise, have fun, be yourself, be your brand, identify with your end user and your, your end product buyer, your consumer, right? Be step in their shoes, give them what they want and make it fun. And like, speaking of like those tech, is there something that like, when in terms of like working with creators, something that like you guys at Gluey do differently that you feel uh, like has you guys sticking out from the other types of um, influencer agencies or creator economy type businesses and startups? Like, is there something that you guys feel like a formula that you all found to be yeah. different from like the other ones? Yeah, fit, calm. fantastic question. And that's what we work on every single day. <laughs> I do love to speak on that. Like, so our main value prop and, and why we have made our footprint in the industry is because of our exclusive pre-vetted community. Um, and so in the influencer marketing platform world, there's your database platforms, a lot of which do really well. And they have per their website, tens of millions of influencers, they'll say, um, what they do is they, you know, they have great data insights that they have accumulated from the internet and they allow for brands to come on and access that and do what they please with that information. 
Um, what that really does is like you can go into those and be like, hey, I, I think this creator is good. Well, now we look at that and we say, okay, now you're back to the drawing board because it's like, okay, are you going to email them? Are you going to DM them? Are you going to call them and beg them to work with you? That's a pain point in itself. What we always wanted was to create a pre-vetted community. And what that looked like for us is we said, look, we're going to have people apply for our platform. And we have a creator review team that we've had since day one that reviews every single individual. So as the creators apply, how do we get pre-vetted? Well, we pre-vet. We look at the follower count of the creator. Some creators apply with 500,000 followers on TikTok and they're getting an average of 8,400 views and we look at the engagement rate and that's not what we want to represent. So someone like that may be on the wait list. Sadly, if you have maybe 8,000 followers, you also may be on the wait list. But our pre-vetted community, we look for creators with 25,000 or more followers with at least a 3.5% engagement rate. We look for, for professionalism in the creator, past brand deal experience, the ability to do future brand deals, suitability for work. We look at every creator in our community. We have over 4,250 as of this morning. And we look at them and we say they are a direct representation of us as a brand, as a platform, as a team, as an entity, as a, a forward-growing industry member. Um, and so that community is what we like to harness. And then on the brand side, brands come on to our platform and they publish the campaigns themselves. So the brand says, hey, I have this product or this service. Hey, here's a, a, a brief or here's an outline. We even walk them through an eight-step process of creating a brief and creating a very easy-to-form outline. And then we tell a brand, hey, what social are you looking for? If it's Instagram, we ask, is there a tag involved? Is there a hashtag? How long is the content? Is it a carousel? Is it a reel? Is it a story? If it's a story, we'll add the swipe-up link if you want that. If it's a TikTok, is it 15, 30, 45 seconds, 60 seconds? Is there a link in bio involved? We have all the feature post types and sets, and we allow the brand to like choose their own destiny and build their own campaign. And then once they launch it, all the creators that qualify based on age, gender, location, minimum follower count, the creators opt in. So a brand could come onto Gluey and say, hey, I want a female creator in the cosmetic industry that's between age 18 to 22 that has a minimum of 250,000 followers on TikTok and I want to pay $200 for one feed post and I want it to be like blah. And then they can create that campaign and publish it and then only creators that qualify and want to be a part of that will apply. Our numbers and our community is so strong that typically when a brand publishes a campaign, 50 to 100 creators apply within the first day unless you get really tight with the parameter fields. Mm -hmm. So this is a way that all of the brands in the Gluey brand community are have been elated with the process thus far because they can actually get in front of highly followed creators that want to do the work. And typically if you go out and you contract an agency and you say like, hey, CAA or like, hey, Justin Bieber's manager, like I want to work with so-and-so, they're going to be like, well, I want $40,000 because I'm mm -hmm. Mr. Manager. And so what we do is we want to give the power back to the creators. We want to tell the creators, hey, you know your stats. You know, we'll give you a baseline of what we think you should be charging. You can set your rates here. You can, in a free open marketplace, apply for campaigns that you want to be a part of. We work with some amazing brands. We work with some smaller brands. We work with different apps that have just come out that are big in the market, small in the market, e-commerce stores, fashion labels, you name it. We work with tons of brands of tons of sizes, and we allow for the creators to say, hey, as a creator, I identify with that brand. If it's right now we're running a fantastic pride campaign throughout the month and we're looking for LGBTQ plus creators to be a part of it, we have 250 creators that have applied to be a part of it. We had to go, we're working with the brand to enhance the budget right now so that we can work with all 250 creators because we have creators from all different walks of life, from all different personality types, from introverts to extroverts, from fitness to workout to health and wellness to beauty to crypto to e-commerce, you name it, we have creators that fit that space and that's what's so beautiful about the community we've grown in, in an evergreen way in these past nine months since being in the market, where it's like, 
a brand wants to come on and make an authentic relationship, well, that's what we're here for. And we offer that for free right now for any brand and at scale and at ease. Um, and so that's what I think, you know, that's our value prop. And that's what makes us different is that like we grew up in this space as an, as an admin and executive team and like a leadership team and a founding team. We grew up in this space. We know the pain points on brand and creator. And all we did is set out to create a platform to solve for that on both sides of the coin. And we're just here to continue to solve for those. Yes, we need to generate revenue. And yes, we have a business model and all that. But at the end of the day, it's a by creators for creators platform focused on giving brands the power to reinvent creator marketing. Just like that. Like mind blown. <laughs> and I feel like you touched on a good point of giving the power back to the creators. Cause I feel like a lot of times brands are like, Oh, we want to work with so-and-so work with that. And they keep it so restricted to keeping it into like the idea that they have, but like these creators and people that you're pulling know how to reach the audience of the demographic you're trying to reach. So it's like, you can't really put too many restrictions on them because then their audience can be like, um, <clears throat> so-and-so usually doesn't talk like this. Like, they clearly gave her a big check or, or like whatever, like people can, I feel like nowadays people can read through a campaign or read through whatever and know if something is just sponsored, if they did whatever to just cash a check where they're like, um, so-and-so is not a vegan. Why are they pushing, uh, vegan muffins on us? Like they're not a, like they, they're doing it for the check. So it's like, when I feel like a really important thing is when brands are working with creators is to kind of tell them like, Hey, this is the hashtag to use. This is the, we want a 15 second video, but give them the like leeway and give them the uh, margin to be able to adapt and create the content to their audience because they know how to reach them. And at the end of the day, you're trying to reach that audience that they have. That's why you want to work with them. And yeah. so I feel like that's very important for brands and anybody to know is like, hey, like if I'm going to work with this person, like I can't be so whatever, like I kind of have to leave a little leeway, but have like my main points that I want them to do for this campaign or right. do for this commercial, but like kind of loosen up so they can create it in a way that comes across as authentic as everybody likes to, the key word, authenticity. Yeah, everyone loves authenticity. <laughs> um, I, I had a conversation this morning with a new a snack size news app called cf.me. They're fantastic. We, we work with them on creator campaigns. Um, and they just executed on a fantastic campaign. And I asked them, I said, what was a big win for you through the platform? And they said the authenticity of all of it. And I know authenticity is a buzzword, right? But I think there's true <laughs> value in it. And what the brand did, cf.me, great app, check it out on the app store. What they did is they allowed for the creators to create the content themselves. Yes, they said you need to, you know, we'd like you to say this and we'd like you to show off the app and we'd like you to talk about talking point ABC. Though what they did is they gave the power to the creators. So like kind of how we think of it in an analogy is like you can build the car and you can kind of paint the car, right? Put the car, put the really pretty car in front of the creator and say, drive this, drive this to your lands, drive this where you want to take it, right? Deliver the message to the end user, which is your follower and do it in an organic way. Don't sit there like a script, like, ah, man, 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 this is a product. <laughs> integrate it into your life, integrate it into your flow and your process and be like, Hey, you know, like shout out this cafe. I could have in the beginning of this been like, Hey, I love when I do love restoration cafe, but you know, there's ways that you can integrate things into your life. And, and the creator mindset really allows for that to be kind of more tweaked in a unique way, but like not being lackadaisical though, being open for creativity. If you can be both of those as a brand and you can work with creators in a unique way, you're going to see success and organic wins. And I think that's very, very important. 
Yeah, like that's like you keyword like don't have it too scripted. Like if you're like, I love using my organic cheese from Wisconsin on th- like no like th- your audience first of all they gonna be like, bro, you're from you don't talk like that. You don't have an accent. Like first of all, like you don't eat cheese. Like what is this? It's like no. Like it has to be in a way like you said. Like hey, like. I went to visit my cousins in Wisconsin and I found this cool cheese spot yeah. and I loved X, Y, and Z about it. Like you can't, and, and you that, have to and here's, here's videos of me going there. Here's videos of me and my friends actually liking it authentically, organically liking it. If you don't like something and this is to the creators, don't, don't do it. Don't, trust me. There's enough brands out there that want to work with people. Don't take the couple hundred bucks. If you don't identify with the brand or the platform or the product, do things that you want. Continue to be a good creator. Create content that's real and authentic. A brand does not want to sit there and be like, oh, did they force this? That's not a good, mm-hmm. you're not cultivating an authentic relationship that way. We like, And that's what we focus on is just making it real. you know. And I think it, what, what's really cool, I was going to touch on this a minute ago, is like something really real that we've done is we, we put the power, we just kind of brought the walls down on like, forcing people to do things or conform to different like structural sets. So as a creator comes into our platform, they authenticate their accounts. Therefore, we can see their real-time follower count statistics. And then from there, we give them the ability to set their own rates. And so we have post types. So like if it's a TikTok, how long is a TikTok? If it's an Instagram, is it story? Is it real? Is it feed? Is it video? You know, we give the outline and the creator can set their rates. And so in Gluey, we have a marketplace where brands can come on and scroll through, filter through the marketplace. And they can see these creators and create what we call a quick deal. And that's like a quick one-off invitation to do one post for one set rate that the creator identified. Uh, If it's accepted by the creator, you chat, you execute. It's quick. It's a quick deal. And so I was actually on the Gluey marketplace as the Gluey brand the other day. And I'm looking and this creator named Lily. Uh, I saw that she had her TikTok, 30 second TikTok rate for, it was $150. And so I was like, oh, she's cool. And I read her bio. I, I, you know, I clicked to open her portfolio, the photos she's uploaded to her Gluey account, her bio. She's 21. She lives in Miami. Um, she looks like a really cool creator. And then I look and I click through Gluey to go to her TikTok. And I see that Gluey's tracking. She has 8.8 million followers. Oh, wow. So I go to her TikTok and I'm like, Wow, she has 8.8 million followers, right? And she's getting an average of, I think it was 195,000 views minimum per view, per video. She posts twice a day. And so I sent her a quick deal invitation as Gluey, right? As Gluey on Gluey. I was like, hey, do you want to talk about Gluey to your followers for your set rate of 150? Instantly responds within like 32 minutes, I think it was. She goes, yeah, I'd love to. Sounds great. Instantly signed the contract and sent it back. We're about to publish a deal with her tomorrow. She'll publish her content um, to her TikTok page. And we are currently working with a creator now with 8.8 million followers on TikTok. And she wants $150. And that's what she's going to get that. And I'm going to work with her time and time again. And if she wants to raise that price, that's fine. And I've even chatted with her. I say, hey, you know, after we do this, I'd love to communicate and kind of help you set your rates so that because I believe she's worth more money. But Mm -hmm. we created an open marketplace, an open, fair marketplace. And if the creator wants a deal, they're going to take it. If the brand wants to offer, they'll offer. And I think that that's so cool because back in the day, someone with 8.8 million would have seven layers of management that you mm-hmm. could mm-hmm. never chat with that creator. Because on Instagram, once you hit a million back in the day, you get called out to West Hollywood, you sign with CAA, mm-hmm. you set your life, life and licensing away. And then like, you know, who knows where you're on the next billboard. But there's so many creators right now, so, so many that are excelling across social, especially with TikTok, that all these creators... They just do what they do and they get followers. And they like, 
some of the creators with millions of followers on our platform, because we ask when they apply, have they ever done brand deals and with, with who, what brand, so we can like learn more about their portfolio. Some of them say they've never been reached out to by a brand. Oh, like, wow. You've gotten 3 million followers and no brand has reached out to you. Like, yes, please come with us. That We're here to solve it. <laughs> we're here to help you monetize your following because I truly believe someone that can curate 3 million followers and content to consume, right, by all these people, yes, they absolutely can be the next vehicle for some brand that identifies with them. And brands have money. Money equals monetization. Now the creator can pay their rent. Now the creator can buy new clothes. They can travel to meet other creators. They can excel in the creator industry and they can actually at one point do this full time. There's beauty there. There's magic there. That's what social media was born to do. It was to allow people to live off of social media. And I think that that's one big overarching goal for not only myself through Gluey, but also I'm excited to see that in life, is that we're going to continue to see more and more businesses started on social, more and more individuals becoming self-made entrepreneurs, becoming freelancers that turn into business owners, people that are going to learn about making an LLC or a DBA or an S-Corp or a C-Corp, all that stuff. You're going to learn, not only you and I, but the generation we're in right now and the next generation, the ones to come, we're going to learn leadership skills. You're going to learn how to start a business. You're going to learn these life lessons, not necessarily in school, but in your free time on social. And I think that like, I don't know, you know, I, as you can tell, I get so excited about this stuff because it's just like, <laughs> it's so new and it's so real and it's so, there's no rule book for it. There's two or three pieces of written legislation regarding social media. Um, not, not many other industries can say that, you know, in, in a, in a unique way. And so I think that the industry itself is going to continue to form and be regulated in, in ways that are beneficial to the industry um, and hopefully to the creator as well. It's something we stand for. And we're just going to see the advancement and the growth and the development of social as not only a tool of construct, but as a means of the world networking with the world. And I feel like you touched on a good point about like creators and branding and like being able to like take it to the next step. What are some, do you have any, like, I, like, cause I know I have, a, I have a lot. Do you have any creators that you feel like who have, like what you said, like graduated from that level and like have now taken it to really honing in on what their brand is? Like, I feel like at the beginning, like we talked about, like being on social media, like everybody was just like, oh, I just have a lifestyle page. Like we all, we all bought the Lightroom presets yep. and we had like the, <laughs> the organized, but it's like, nobody had like, nobody, if you, somebody would be like, oh, what's your brand? Like, what's your ethos like who are you like we would all just be like oh i you know i just go to miami and i'm at live and i like post pics of my drink or whatever i mean like i lived in miami so i can say that oh but like right like with the bottles and i feel feel like now we're seeing this new age that really honed in on who they are like uh who they are like what they're gonna do like like charlie with the duncan collab i feel like was ingenious because it's like she actually in her TikToks and videos, like she drinks the Dunkin' iced coffee. So it's like that was a partnership that made sense. Yeah, shit. Uh, partnership wise, Charlie Duncan's so cool. So, key tidbit about New England as like a group of states New England is very Dunkin' Donut oriented. Um, I Where I grew up, there were no Starbucks because everyone just drinks Dunkin'. My grandma says, You want a medium ice regular from Dunkin' Donuts? And I go over there, you know, we go to Dunkin' Donuts. That's like our thing. Um, I love the Dunkin' team. Like all of them are amazing. Charlie Duncan was organic, it was authentic. Charlie is an individual. That girl and her family, she liked Dunkin' Donuts. She's from Connecticut. It's a huge Dunkin' Donuts place. So, like, for them to do that, it was really real. Um, to go back to, like, really honing a brand, I think, like, a more two more larger household names so we don't get lost in the creator space, um, look at Mr. Beast. 
Look what Mr. Beast has done on YouTube. Mr. Beast has gone out. He has made some of the most interesting philanthropic videos of all time that are actually engaging. And they're like 18 minutes long. I watch, This is the only long form video I'll watch is like either PewDiePie or Mr. Beast. And I think it's so funny because they're doing such large scale things. And so Mr. Beast went out and made Mr. Beast burger. And he made like a burger. I have no clue what this guy knows about making burgers. I don't think that he like works with like Angus beef or any of that stuff and is like, <laughs> I think he was like, hey, I love burgers and um, I have a brand and he's just going to call it Mr. Beast Burgers. They've sold millions of units just because of the name, because of the YouTube channel, Mr. Beast and his like vlogs and stuff. Another one for a female audience, this is going to be a big one. It's not necessarily influencer related, but it's like graduating out of that. Look at Rihanna. Look at Savage Fenty. That is a brand that does not exist brick and mortar. That brand never had a store. I, I believe they do now. They have activations and pop-ups in real life experiential marketing. They didn't need a brick and mortar. They took down Victoria's Secret on Instagram. What? Are you – like there, there is such value in that. There is such power in taking down the corporations. And I'm not one of those anti-corporation guys. I, I believe in corporation structure and all that. But at the same time, it's like look at what Rihanna did. Look at what the Savage Fenty team did. Look at how they reshaped and redefined the image and what a woman can do with like her representation and, you know, just what they wear. And like they're moving into like menswear and stuff. I just think it's so incredible to see Fashion Nova. Not that that came from influencers and stuff. Fashion Nova solely existed online. They're a multi-billion dollar company and they never will have a brick and mortar store because like, and I, I don't really like fast fashion. They're fast fashion house that solely pushed on influencer marketing and they used Instagram and they used TikTok and they use e email and SMS and digital marketing efforts to become a multi-billion dollar company all because of influencer marketing. All of what we just talked about from Mr. Beast is I'd say hundred plus million dollar value, valued burger company and uh, intellectual property to Rihanna with Savage Fenty to all of Fashion Nova and so, so many brands in between that are solely focused in the e-commerce space or the digital space that look at brick and mortar and say that's so in the past. Those are who I identify with. Because going back to team, I know there's a rock mm -hmm. star team like you, like me, like everyone we, we may work with that is behind that. That's bringing that to life on a global scale. I think that that's so cool. Um, so yeah, I think that Charlie and Addison and Dixie and that family and that generation and um, your little huddies and your Netflix series kids, all of them are going to go off to create amazing businesses, right? Whether it's talent firms or agencies or Josh Richards joining the Barstool crew, um, all these people are able to go out and be a part of something way bigger than themselves because they built up social media. Mm -hmm. You know, there's something to be said there and there's something to be said that you couldn't say 15 years ago. And I feel like you touched on a good point. So I feel like what they all have in common is they know who their audience is. They know they know what's going to work for them. And I feel like back when, like when we started on there, we all were like just doing the belly flat tee, whatever, to make a deal to like get up there. And I feel like this next group is like, no, like I don't want to just take a brand deal to just take a brand deal. Like I want to do what makes sense to me. Like we all didn't know Addison was into makeup or whatever, but we saw, we would always see her like in the chair doing stuff. And then, so when she launched item beauty, like it made sense. Cause we're like, oh, okay. Like she's like always in the chair doing stuff, like doing movies, doing acting makes sense. Or um, like Mr. Beast, who I just discovered like with, okay, like food tasting, whatever, whatever, like makes sense. Or so I feel like what's now, what a lot of, these uh, kids are doing like now when they're like coming through with the platforms are like you know what I know who I am 
and I'm not going to change what I'm doing and lose my audience to just get a brand deal to go to the next level. Like right. if I have to wait two years or whatever to hone in and build up to that audience that I want to do, like, so be, it. I'm going to do what makes sense to me and yeah. use my experience to do it versus like just taking the first big check that comes. Like if Charlie started doing, I don't know, like my, well, no miming still dancing. I don't know if something random, like her audience would be. Yeah, I got one. If Charlie jumped on Minecraft, and was like, <laughs> you know, I, I think she's amazing. I really, I think she's, she's a rock star, right? Uh, everyone's like, why, why do you think she's a rock star? She's a rock star. Uh, if, if someone, if one of the TikTok kids that has never posted about gaming before went on and had the headset on and was sitting in the chair with the seven monitors, like, uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, you should play this game. I'd be like, yo, what? Really? Why? What is this? Like, I would not be creator because you, you don't know what they're going through you know you never know who needs that that money right you have to commend them for monetizing on what they've built you have to look at the brand and ask why you have to ask why you're like you're offering up money grabs and stuff because that lacks brand and i think that brand integrity is important too mm-hmm. um, bring up, speaking about brand right is that the ability to make a brand on tiktok i feel like we should talk about this real quick um what is a brand like in a traditional sense it is, it is anything that offers a product or a service that has an, an entity behind it and like a, a brand concept and construct right like um i don't know like this coffee right from restoration cafe or like my ferragamo sunglasses i connect that with an experience with a brand with with a moment in time where i'm transacting and stuff um, with all that in mind, think about all of these micro companies that are popping up left and right. Everyone now with social and with tech and everything, with something like Shopify being such an amazing at your fingertips service, you can go out and you can create a store for under $100 online. You can offer products, you can hook up a bank account, connect with Stripe, you can do all this fun stuff. And then guess what? You can actually sell product. And so all you have to do is go on to TikTok or go on to Instagram, put the link to your web store in your bio, and now you build a brand. Now you do the whole DIY, like how I'm making my product or how I'm making my service, bringing more color to it, right? Like you don't need to pay for like out-of-home ads and billboard ads and all the traditional advertising you once needed to do. All you have to do is just build up a TikTok page. Once you get followers on that TikTok page, you just go to the, they can go to the link in bio, and if they want to, they can support you by transacting by supporting your business, by buying your product or service. And now you have all these people that are actually realizing that a traditional, maybe not a nine to five in a corporate world, but maybe a job at a local movie theater. Well, maybe a creator doesn't need to do that for eight hours a day because in three hours a day, they can make TikTok videos and their store is doing better monetarily than Mm -hmm. that eight hour shift at the movie theater. And I think that that's what we'll see. We'll see the paradigm shift there where people are going to learn to make more money being themselves and being creative and entrepreneurial through things like TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, all of these in a greater scale. And you're going to start to see people breaking out of the, the norm and like the the shackles of like, oh, I need to get this job because I need to make mm-hmm. this money for gas. It's like you're going to start to see people finding new ways to generate and create their own revenue streams. And like that chef's kiss there that's where we're headed and that's what i love and i feel like what's key what you just touched on is like something that we're now starting to see uh like how a lot of people are like oh like this person works at a bank or whatever but they make these funny videos and i remember one tiktoker i follow like he's really big he's a local new york one and he was talking and his videos like have just blown up and he's talked about he was a 
student at NYU, and he's like, oh, you guys, like, this is actually not sustainable. It's hard for me to be a student <laughs> and be giving you guys this content on a daily basis because this kid, I think, put out, like, two, th- like, tons of videos per day and, like, I don't even know how many a week. But you got to see that aspect where he's like, you guys, this actually isn't sustainable. Like, I can't be a full-time student yeah. and I can't t- produce, like, these videos. So he's like, I got to drop out of school. And like a lot, and like in our, like, I feel like in the beginning people were like, that's crazy. Like you need to stay in school or you need to stay at like your job at whatever, whatever until like, cause you weren't seeing it like monetized as fast as like it is now. I feel like, so I feel like it's a lot, stuff's coming a lot faster and stuff. And a lot of time, and I feel like a lot of times people are like, oh, that's crazy. And now it's like, oh, like that makes sense. Like you're giving us like a lot of videos a day like that makes sense that you can't do your homework at night like you're a student like that makes sense and i feel like that's just one like cool it, i mean it depends on how you look at it like i feel like that's one thing that i feel like is an honest way that like some people can be like oh, okay to be a creator it takes this amount of time i can't just like sit behind the computer and pop out a video like a lot goes into it so it is going to weigh on my studies it is going to weigh on whatever so it kind of lets whoever that person is seeing like okay is this something that i have the time and effort for or is there something that i need to like backseat like mm-hmm. for now it kind of gives you that like aspect of it yep time management investment of time roi of time right like it's up to you as an individual to see how it works for you. And that, at the end of the day, it's you, you know? What was the first question you asked? What is a young influential? Someone that's young and someone that can channel that young inspiration they once had, even at someone our age that you might feel disconnected from your 15-year-old self. I talk to my 15, 16-year-old self all the time, and I'm like, oh, yeah, we did that, you know? Like, good work, right? And then at the same time, it's being influential to others, yes, but also internally to yourself to say, yeah, yeah, I did that. Like, yeah, in, in this case, yeah, that, that creator may have left school temporarily or permanently to go work on their creator career. I bet in a couple of years we'll see them directing for Netflix. I bet we can see them moving and shaking the industry in such fantastic ways that may not come in a more formalized structure and, you know, the go to college, do this, go that, entry-level job, level up, get a salary. You know, I think there's an importance for that, obviously. And those are the industries that we're kind of in as well, though the creator economy is moving in ways that are just different. And I think it's humanizing and it's real and it's authentic. I know we keep joking. It's authentic (laughs) and it's organic and it's fun. You know, it's a beautiful game. It's a beautiful industry. It is so much fun. It's an everyday battle and an uphill ride or an uphill battle and an everyday ride, one of the two. But all in all, like that, you know, it's enthusiastic it's outgoing it's expressive it's extroverted it's everything that a lot of people always wanted to be that maybe couldn't be all of those from their basement of you know their parents house growing up so i think that like all in all it's cool social media is one of the greatest things to happen to the to the world in my opinion and it allows people to connect um collaborate and execute which funny enough those are Chloe's three pillars too <laughs> and my last question for us today is like what advice do you have for a creator who's like, you know, like like the homegirl from Miami who's like, you know, I'm garnering this audience. Like, what are my next steps? Or someone who's like new and it's like, hey, like, I want to get into the creator space. Like, how do I start? And uh, like, what advice would you give them for like building an audience and uh, like kind of like connecting with brain to like going to that next level? Yeah. So the girl with 8.8 million, she's already like a little ahead of the game. The <laughs> But for someone newer in the space, I think that what's so important is the initial leap. Um, and people ask, oh my gosh, how do I get into this? Like, oh, how'd you get into social? It's like, I just started. And I think that that's a big push, like just start. 
identify your personal brand, your personal identity, your personal tone, identify what categorical niches or industries you want to be a part of, identify, see how that fits for yourself, do stuff that is real, tell your story, share your images, find what works for you. If it's on TikTok, try a bunch of things and see what sticks, right? See what you want to keep doing more of. Once you find that, you find your passion and your fire, just keep igniting it and keep going. Keep, you know, more content equals more views. More views can equal more followers. More followers equals a bigger platform. Make sure that you have at least a little bit of a business mind to check your email all the time. Make your email readily accessible. Join a platform like Gluey on the creator side. Find ways that you can connect with more brands to monetize your following because at the end of the day, Social media is not going anywhere. Brands are always going to need influencers and the creator economy is only growing exponentially year over year. So the time to start is now. And the best way to do it is just to start. Jump in, dive head first, start posting TikToks, have a lot of fun, work with your friends, see what works, see what doesn't, identify your key values, identify what you stand for, and then just be yourself online. Any single person from any walk of life has a chance on the main stage. That's the power of social right now. And no, you don't need to be the influencer that you that people used to look up to years ago. You don't need to be on the private jets and all that stuff. No, you need to be yourself and you need to be authentic and you need to be true to yourself so that you can be true to your audience so that people can feel truth when talking to you and consuming your content. Like couldn't have said it better. But thank you, Christian, so much for joining us and giving us all this key takeaways. Like, I feel like we could talk about the creator comment, like one of my favorite topics. We could talk about this forever, but I could do this for like seven (laughs) years. I could probably do this till the next TikTok comes out. Like till the next, till the cast come home. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so, so much for having me. I love Adweek. I've been an avid Adweek fan since I was a junior in high school. Um, So being able to meet not only yourself and the Adweek team, it's been an absolute pleasure. Well, the Gluey team will be in cons in a couple weeks. So I have already RCP'd for all the Adweek events. So I look forward to staying very connected and chatting in the future about the creator economy. And yeah. Let's go. All right. Thank you. Cool, cool. All right. Well, yeah. If anyone needs to reach me, um, Christian Bound, Gluey on LinkedIn or chrisatgluey.com. If you want to email me, if you've gotten to this point in the podcast, you can definitely email me. <laughs> you know to talk to me about. Um, and yeah. So that's that. Thank you guys for tuning in. Colin, thanks for having. Thank you. Wow. How great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming, 
to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 